What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. First Philippians, Philippians 1, rather, Philippians 1, um, chap, verse 8, chapter 1, verse 8. It says, God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Um, just starting with verse 8 God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus we talked about Paul pressing past the struggle right and encouraging himself by continuing to offer encouragement to others through his example of encouraging himself he's in a position where he's in chains he's in bonds he's he's in prison and he continues to write these letters, uh, encouraging his fellow men, his brethren, while going through something he doesn't want to go through. Right? He didn't want to be in prison. You know, he, as we read now, this is where he wanted to go see him, right, in person. Um, but this time, God was like, "No, this is where you're going to be. You parked. You park right here. You're not going to move." But, but while he was there he constantly offered a sense of encouragement constantly doing what God was telling him to do I did a message the other day at Gage Church Sunday I was in Mount Pleasant briefly uh, between Mount Pleasant Tyler and Pittsburgh brother I was traveling so much it was crazy uh, but we talked about trusting God's process and I wanted to pick that back up I wanted to go in a little bit more depth of it about trusting God's process because if you remember in verse 6 where he said being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus I think the one thing about struggle uh, in a struggle the one thing we tend to do in a struggle is we tend to look more at ourselves than we do at other people uh, and, it, and this is what, what is beautiful about this this whole discussion because when we're in the struggle, we begin to think more about ourselves. Like, this is difficult. Why me, right? Why, why am I going through this particular thing? Why, why can't I be in a place where the struggle is no longer? Why can't I, you know, and it's constantly this, why I, why I? And I think if you look at Paul, and I was telling them as well, if you look at Paul, this is a great example. This is a great example for encouragement. It is a person that was initially called to go out to the masses and discuss and preach the gospel to the masses. And in doing so, he ended up in prison as a result of preaching Christ to the masses. Right? Even in verse 7, if you will, he said, It is right for me to feel this way about all of you. Once he told him that in verse 6, which we covered last it is right for me to feel this way about all you. What? Telling them that. Whatever Christ thought in you, he's going to complete it to the day of Christ Jesus. It's right for me to feel that way about you, since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending or confirming the gospel, 
all of you sharing God's grace with me, God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. I long for all of you, whether I'm in chains, whether I'm defending, I'm confirming the gospel. And, and, and this is crazy. I'm in chains because I am confirming and defending the gospel. I'm in a place. I'm in this place because I am doing what God called me out to do. This is what God called me to do, and now I'm in chains. Right? Right. That within itself like puts like a whole damper on your whole persona as far as what God is calling you to do. We talked about Jesus last week when we brought up him being in the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is what was interesting as I was going through this this week. And Jesus had a will outside of God's will. And I mean, yeah, we knew that, right? But, but think about that. He had a will outside of God's will. He had his own personal idea and agenda from his humanism, human standpoint. And that, that probably, to the extent of it, was merely, probably, probably merely just that, that what? Could we do it a different way? <laughs> probably merely just that. Can we do it a different way? This struggle is real. Can we do it a different way? He had a different agenda, different mindset of way he wanted it to go, way he wanted it to happen, just in the moment possibly, possibly just merely in that moment. But the beauty, the beautiful thing about it was the words he spoke and the encouraging words he spoke tying it in with Paul. He said, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. I don't want my will to be done. I want your will to be done. Isn't that the same thing Paul is saying? There's something that Christ is doing in you, and he will complete it. There was something God was doing in Jesus, and God was going to complete it, and Jesus was on board. I'm on board with it. So is Paul. I'm in prison now. I'm on board with it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it done. And then if you read on, if you read on, I just love how... Paul brought this part out. He said, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. Insight of what? Just that. What God is calling us to do is the bigger picture. It's the bigger picture. He's calling us to do something. He said, if, if, if we would just focus on what God is calling us to do, I'm praying that God, we would just focus on, rather, that's what I'm praying. My prayer is that we would just focus on what God is calling us to do and instead of this will that you have just as Jesus did shifting shifting and that's what it is right in the struggle it's about shifting it's about saying that okay I, I have a way that I want to go the way that I prefer but you know I just trust God a little more than I do myself so what am I not going to do I'm not going to revert back to trying to think do or trying to make things work for myself. I'm not going to revert back to that because that's that's what I know to do. And every time I tried to do that before Christ, it still didn't work. It still didn't work. Right? So it's best that I really behooves me and, and really there's only one option. It's only one option. It is to trust God. It's to trust God's will for my life. Call us of the struggle. The struggle is real. Yes, but what do I do in the struggle? I encourage myself to encourage other people to do just what I'm doing. 
That's good stuff. I encourage myself to encourage other people to do just what I'm doing. What am I doing? Encouraging myself past this struggle. Lord, I'm going to do your will. I'm going to do your will because I know it's a bigger picture. I know there's something greater being done. I know what's going on. And this is what I love, too. He went on. He says, he says, that your knowledge may abound more and more, and that, that your love may abound rather more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ Jesus. Look at that. Insight, so that you may know your will versus God's will. In every situation, it looks bleak. It looks bleak. What you're going through causes everything to look bleak, but, but I'm praying. I'm praying that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, depth of insight on what God is doing through you in love. Remember we said love is what brings us all together. Love is what ties us all together in one. It's real, real simple, real simple, but, but real potent. Because when you're in the struggle, when you're in the pitch, when things aren't going your way, when you've lost that loved one, when you, your family member is, that you love so dearly has gotten sick, when you're sick, right? And that's the craziest thing, too. Like, you're sick, and you're on your deathbed. Yes, you may accept dying. That's because we're going to get down to that part, maybe. Maybe not today. But, but when, you, when, when you accept this affirmity in your body, and you're like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to die. But, I, I mean, I would submit in the back of their mind, they're asking why. Why now? If I just could have just a little bit more time. Just a little bit more time. Well, what would you do with it? If you did have it. If you just had a little bit more time. Because you had it. You're not gone yet. You're I mean, but I know they're asking that. Why? Why? Why now? Why? If I just had a little bit more time. Okay, you have it. You got it. You asking that question, you have it. Why are you worried about that question? How about go ahead and say what? Yes, go ahead and say what you want to do now with this time that you have. Well, I'm sick. Okay, you sick. Okay, well, you still have time. You're just sick. You're not gone yet. I'm I'm still using you. What? But well, to, but I, you can't use me because I'm sick the way what I want. Well, what, what, I can use you however I want to use you. But but the, what is he saying? He's saying. What is best, not for you, but for God, in you, through you. Like, like, like how, how are you going to make the decision to not worry so much about you and what you would have to be done and what, versus what God would have to be done? This is what Paul is praying for the Philippians while he's doing that for himself. Lord, what, what can I do to help strengthen the brethren? Encourage yourself. And encourage them using your own example. This is Paul's example. This is Jesus' example. Nevertheless, not my will, Lord, your will. Why? Because it's best, not just for me, but for all of us. The end goal is for us to be one, all of us to be one in Christ, right? All of us, right? In love. Because love is what's bringing us together. Because I love, and that's why I love that Paul used love at the beginning of that. Of the beginning, let that your love may abound more and more in knowledge. In knowledge. Because, see, when love is in your knowledge, you recognize that it's not about you even in the struggle. 
still not about you. You're not struggling because of you. You're not limited because of you. It's like it's like the beautiful thing about God, the beautiful thing that God does when he does what he does. It's like he always uses less rather than more. Because God wants it's one thing about God, if you when you get to know him, God wants to it to be known that he's God. But it's not like he's tooting his own horn because he's using you. He's using me. You know what I'm saying? He's using us. And, and everybody got questions like, well, why can't he just do it himself? Because he wants to use us. He wants us to be a part of it. Think about that. He could just toot his own horn, but he wants it to be known how magnificent he is to use some small and broken vessel to, to, to do what it is that he set it out to do from the beginning. In limitations. I'm limited, but yet and still God can manifest his power and his will through me, regardless of my limitations, regardless of me being in prison and I can't go anywhere anymore, regardless of me having an infirmity and I'm unable to move like I used to or, or I'm old and I'm feeble and I'm unable to do what I used to. I'm short of breath and I'm unable to do what I used to, but God is still manifesting his power through me. I'm still included. I'm not excluded. He didn't get rid of me. He didn't say, oh, well, you know, you're old now. I got to retire you. I got to bring up a younger model. No. He, no, he used him even more. He just used him in a different form, in a different fashion. But yet still, his name was still included in being used. Paul's name still being included in being used. I think that's amazing. His name still being included in being used. He didn't retire Paul. Not yet. He was still using Paul. I'm still using you. That's the beautiful thing about love. When you that love knowledge all wrapped in one, you see how loving God is and how regardless of what the situation looks like. And I think that, that is also another little nugget. The situation now becomes disregarded. The struggle now becomes not even a struggle. It's just another platform for me to acknowledge God through. Paul even pointed that out. In my weaknesses, I will boast in God's strength. It's just another platform. My struggle is just another platform. It's like, man, look at, look at what God is doing in the struggle. This is not a struggle, guys. This is just another area where I wanted to acknowledge how great God is. Because at the end of the day, that's what we are here to magnify. How great God is. How beautiful God is. It's like that sounds so cliche. Yeah, it does. But 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 think about it. Who's at the blunt of the blunt end of all of the blame? It's God. Bad things happen. Why God do? This? I'm walking around in fear. Why aren't God doing this? Why isn't God doing this? Why did God let this happen to me? We got shot. All of these mass shootings. Why is God letting this happen? Why? Why God? Why God? Why? Why God? Why are you letting this happen? Well, because I need to use people like you in situations like this to show how great I am despite all of this. It's like, well, why, why would you allow that to happen? Why, man, why? You know, all these people getting killed. All of these people getting shot up. 
A little leaven. That little leaven. And then God gets blamed. So then he takes something little and weak. Right? And he uses it to shine light on the dark. Point out the evil. To show people that. It is because they're choosing their own will above God's will. Because see, in my struggle, in, in, in my infirmity, I chose to love rather than do evil. And then great things happen. Great things happen. I was able to get past the infirmity. No, I didn't necessarily get healed, but I got past it. Meaning, it didn't deter me from doing exactly what God wanted me to do. I was able to see God in a whole different light. And I was able to share him in a whole different light. I was able to offer comfort to people that was going through that thing when they lost all of their love. God is working something. He's working a light through you. Because that's one thing people can't. They, they just can't get past. You shout up my brother. And I extended love to you. I said, man, I forgive you. And, and even though I know the prison system is going to, you know, put you away because it's, that's, that's what God's governors are here for. And, you know, you're going to have to go to prison. But yet, I pray that God doesn't take you despite of you. I pray he doesn't take you. I pray that he opens up your eyes to see him, regardless of what you did in this situation. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> what? What? Is you okay? I mean, this is what Jesus did in his situation. In the Garden of Gethsemane to the cross, he said, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Not holding it against them and not even, not even wanting the sin to be charged against them. Wanting them to be forgiven of the sin. Wanting them to join him where he was going. Despite what they did to him. Does that make I want you to join me where I'm going. Right. What you're doing to me. I want you to join. Different kind of love. That's a different kind of depth of insight. That's a different depth of insight of what Christ is wanting to bring out of us. But yet that is encouraging. That moves you past where you are because you realize I'm right where I am because God wanted to get me to see something greater than what I did before I got there. That's all I have, brother. That's all I have. That's all I have. I love that ending part. He said, may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Just a different way. This is a process. This is a process. True good quality that only Christ can produce. Only he can produce, and he only produces them when we be still and obey. Yeah. We shut ourselves down. Yeah. Nevertheless. Mm-hmm. I trust you, Lord. I trust you. I right. trust you. I trust In you. In spite of whatever. In spite of whatever. I trust you. I trust you. And that's what he's asked us to do. And that's what he That's, that's what he's commanded to do. Merely that. Trust. trust the process. Trust the process. Just trust the process. And I'm when you... When you and when you trust the process, you become one with the process. Yes, sir. Love is gonna abound. That's the beautiful part, man. That is the beautiful part. That's the part that that like like we talked about. It's the glue. It is the glue. 
glue. It's the glue, the love. The love that God is wanting to work through us, the love that God has given us to, to be here, to be a part of the movement. There's this love movement. And you know what I mean? It's, it's hard to just drive it home. It just sounds like, you know what I mean? It sounds like something we just tat, toss around. But when you, when, you, when you love, when you love, really love like God loves, it is so far, it's, it's so, it so removes you from you. And, and, and it really helps, like, you to really, it really helps you to see the movement of God. Right. And what it, you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? What do I mean? Well, well, when you see the movement of love of God in your life, and what I mean by that is, when you see how flawed you are, like, if you just sit back throughout the moment of a day, how often you're upset with everything that's going on. It ain't like necessarily like you're upset, <laughs> upset, right? But I'm talking about how you're griping about yeah. everything. All, all, all day. All day, man. <laughs> you're mad about your car. You're mad about your spouse, your, your children, your job, and then just the, the, the weather, your weight. <laughs> Your health, your age, <laughs> oh, the school system, politics, the time of the day, you're hungry, you don't know what to eat, <laughs> you're broke, you're broke now, you're paid, you're happy that you're paid, but you're mad because you don't make enough money. Oh, throughout the day, the foolishness God has to hear. And he just listens to it. And he puts up with it. And he puts up with you. And he constantly enables you to have that job and that weather and those children and that spouse for yourself. Yeah. For your benefit. Mm -hmm. Despite that you're griping and you're, you're, you're complaining. We so can't get the benefit. We can't even get it. We can't even get it. Like if you just we just drive that home and it is and it, and it regurgitates, right. right? And then he moves us, and this is what's beautiful. Then he moves us from the situation. Now you don't have that spouse, you you don't have those children or that job, and you're still murmuring. You're mad because now you're lonely. Your children don't come see you. You wish you had that job because you were better than the people they kept. They didn't keep you. You, you thought they should have kept you, but you hated the job. You hated it. Playing about it all the time, all the time. Never, never content. Never content. Is God enough? Is he enough? Trust the process. He is working something through you. If you would just, through love, let love. Yes, go ahead. He's more than, more than satisfactory, more than sufficient. If you would just He's see, more than anything we can come up with, and we miss, and we miss, yeah, we miss it because of the circumstance, because of the struggle. That isn't even a struggle if you would allow God to show you through this process what He's building. He's building something. Trust Him. Trust him. You're getting to where he's wanting you to go. He's wanting you to go somewhere. He's wanting you to be included. It ain't just he got you here to not be included. God isn't excluding us. That's what I love the part when, we, when he said that and when he showed me that. 
He is wanting you to be a part of it through your limitations. How will we ever get to oneness? Right. If he don't use you. He's using you through the struggle. Don't don't go your own way. Don't go your own way. Don't 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 return to your own devices. Cause that's what the enemy's doing. See the enemies. That's what the that's you just to words to be real about it. That's what all of these mass shootings are about. It's his own devices. He's trying to make his own noise to get people to do things their own way. See, right? Think about it. See, got these mass shootings. Now we all need to carry guns and shoot up. Everybody has shootouts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Somebody try. Everybody can have a shootout. We just all need to get some guns, and everybody's gonna have a shootout now. We just we kill all of us. Everybody kill everybody. <laughs> and then God says, or we love, and we put an end to the shootings through love. Well, as we say. I say that's all I have well family I hope the discussion has encouraged you I hope it has enlightened you I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose and if it has join us again for more godly discussions thank you